Welcome back to your home inspector training. I am Garth Haslam, the home medic. Today's subject, we are talking about roofs and particular kinds of shingles. In this segment, we're going to talk about metal roofs, tile roofs, and my favorite of all, shake shingles. So let's go ahead and get started, I guess. You, of course, are going to be expected to know any and all of the above. You rarely, if ever, know what kind of a roof that you're going to be inspecting on any given day. Usually there's zero warning, so you need to be up to speed on all potential types, regardless of where you live. Now, of course, metal being the first one that I want to talk about, metal roofs certainly are more expensive. They're better in certain areas. For example, if you've got a heavy snow load that can happen, last thing any homeowner wants is to have an eight-foot snow load on their structure. You know, you can only imagine what the structural loads are. So if you're inspecting in that sort of an area, don't be surprised to see a metal roof. Now, for most of us that live in a non-mountainous, non-high snowy area, you got to have rain gutters. But on a metal roof, you're going to have the snow flows coming down so fast that they're just going to tear off rain gutters. So you see that sort of thing beneath a metal roof in a high snow, high winter area. Don't ride up the absence of rain gutters because they just get torn off anyway. So... Metal more expensive, better in snows. They're going to have probably a ridge vent only. You don't want to do a turtle vent on a metal roof because it's just an interface that you don't need. Metal needs to be very simple in its design in order to avoid the sorts of roof leaks that can happen when you've got a metal type shingle. There's a lot of advantages to a metal roof. They are good in wind if you've got that high wind area. As long as the metal doesn't get lifted by whatever wind flows there may be, metal is good in wind. Now, another thing I would have you be aware of, I need you alive. If you're inspecting a metal roof, and especially if it's steep, and especially if it's way up there, don't go up. Again, you're better off just telling the client, I'm not in the mood to die today, rather than try and do something crazy and stupid and go up on a metal roof I did that once, it was snowy on the roof, and I got onto a metal roof. I tried to straddle the crest, and, you know, the guy was comfortable doing it. Of course, he was a, a mountain climber. I was not comfortable doing it. If I had that all to do over again, I would say, look, you go up, but I don't feel comfortable, and I'd rather go home to my wife today. If it makes you look bad, that's better than landing in the hospital. So... Obviously, you've got to be a capable person or that's going to affect your career, but landing in the hospital also affects your career. So don't do anything that's crazy. So if, you're, if you've got a metal roof and it's steep, just say no. Okay, that's a very quick background on metal roofing. Of course, there's more information that you can get on your own. Next thing I want to talk about is tile roofs. They're also good in wind. They're also, just like metal, self-venting to a certain extent, and they're expensive. They're very expensive. A tile roof can last pretty much forever. Same thing with a well-installed metal roof. Tile, for me, is a little bit less of a quality roof, even though it's an extremely high-quality roof. And the reason why that is, is a metal roof isn't going to slide off. You can have tile slide off maybe in an earthquake or a windstorm or what have you. 
If you see a tile roof, that's one of the things you're going to be looking for as you go around the perimeter of the house is are there tiles that have slid off that are leaving this gaping hole on the surface of the roof? If so, you're going to be uh, needing to write that one up. Now, the next subject that I want to cover under tile category is that only a professional should access. Now, you're a professional, but you certainly need to know your tile roofs if you're going to get up on one. It's very easy for you to step in the wrong place, and especially if you're bringing a client up who doesn't know where to step, very easy for him to step in the wrong place, and now you've cracked a tile and... Now somebody's got to pay for a roof repair that you caused or allowed. So, again, on a tile roof, better off most of the time, unless you've really done your homework, to stay on the ground and tell them what you can tell them from the exterior, from the outside on the ground. Of course, it's always a very good idea if you can't physically get onto the roof to just move your ladder to a number of different places so that you can inspect as well as you can. But don't die. Of course, you know, dying is a career ender and everybody needs you alive, so don't do it. Next subject I want to cover in this category is shake shingles. Now, shake was popular in the area that I inspect in. Uh, it was popular back in the 1970s. Thank goodness that as time goes by, it's used less and less. It is basically a wedge-shaped chunk of wood. And it is overlaying over tar paper. The problem with shake is that the shingle itself is inconsistent and unreliable. And it cracks. And after it's done cracking, it's going to expose the tar paper located beneath to weather and sunlight and water. So the sunlight bakes this tar paper in a crack that may or may not be visible to the eye. And the next thing you know, you've got water entry into the living space. And with shake, there's 10,000 of these little cracks that can happen. So basically, what I would have you do is that if you see a shake roof and it looks anything but brand new, I want you to cast doubt on it. If it does look brand new, then I want you to basically remind the buyer that this is the world's most unpredictable, unreliable you know, it, it, sure, it has a look to it, but I want you to make sure that they are clear that this was not a good choice. It looks great, it behaves poorly, and shake shingles, of course, are the first ones to blow off in a windstorm. They don't age well. You can have the buyer get up there and seal them, but the mere process of getting up on a shake roof is going to damage them in many cases. And they may or may not be doing themselves any favors by getting on top of a shake roof. Again, that 3 a.m. phone call, the one where they're going to sue you, happens when you don't deliver the bad news on a shake roof. There's a number of ways for shake to fail. One is for it to just blow off and be gone. You can have a curling failure where the shake actually curls up at the outer edge. Sometimes it gets baked and the shingle itself will actually just bake off, blow away in the wind, and what started off as maybe a half-inch chunk of wood ends up being an eighth-inch or nothing. So the sun basically turns the topside into flour, the wind blows it off, and then the cycle continues until you've basically got onion paper for a roof, and of course that's not going to hold water. 
A shake shingle needs to be maintained or bad things happen. I did just mention that sometimes the mere process of maintaining can cause bad things to happen if they haven't gone long enough. Make sure that your client understands that if they have a shake shingle, they need to stay right on top of it and become very clear with what's going on there. If they're not comfortable doing that, they need to have a professional do it, but they need to stay on top of that roof, meaning understanding exactly what kind of condition it's in, what needs to happen, how long it's got left, if there's any areas that are damaged, that sort of thing. Because if they don't do that, then bad things happen. Now, interfaces and flashing are going to happen on any kind of roof. The interfaces would be, for example, your chimneys. Maybe you've got an interface between roof and wall. Maybe you've got an interface between plumbing vents and the roof itself. All of those need to be looked at regardless of what kind of shingle you've got, whether you've got, in this case, metal, flat roof, tile, shake, whatever it may be. Pay close attention to those interfaces. You need to have the flashing exposed on the bottom side. That's the apron. And then the flashing on the top side needs to be underneath the shingle or the metal or the tile or whatever it may be so that we are forcing water to stay on the surface of the roof. If you have any condition other than that, you need to note it and write it up. Okay, more information, notchi.com. Of course, my website, homemedicusa.com. Take good care of them and make me proud.